0: Good afternoon and welcome to Locked On Blue Jacket. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm Jay Foster. Today we're going to be talking about how this team is so dumb they can't even count to six. Uh, and also some other stuff like the return of Cam Atkinson, uh, how Pierre-Luc Dubois needs to stop taking so many stupid penalties. You know, standard CBJ yelling points. Um, we're also going to talk about the Blue Jackets. Now, I know that that's what we've been doing for the past two weeks, but the Blue Jackets are down 3-1 in the series, and I personally have i am really interested in looking at what exactly the Blue Jackets might need to become a very good team. Because right now the Blue Jackets are a good team, uh, and I think being down 3-1 in a series against a team like Tampa does not mean that they are not a good team. But I feel like they are maybe two or three pieces away from becoming a really good team so we're going to talk a little bit about that later on um but first we have to talk about the game four loss um it was one of those games where i kind of saw the loss coming very early on Uh, and i don't really have anything to back that up um i just i was speaking to a friend about halfway through the the first period and i predicted that the game was going to end uh 3-1 or 3-2 I think my uh my prediction was uh and ended up being being 2-1 but for whatever reason it just I never felt like the Blue Jackets were gonna win the game uh I don't necessarily think they played badly um but at no point in the game did I think oh okay no we're gonna score another goal we're gonna come back um and everything's everything's gonna be fine um so let's talk about the disallowed goal first uh because i feel like that threw threw them off more than more than they thought it would um because it kills a lot of momentum especially a goal like this where the puck was in the zone fully like 50 fifty five seconds before the actual goal was scored and then they called the offside. Which, like, I get, that's fine. We've definitely done the opposite before. We've had we've done that and had the goal called back. Um it's frustrating, and I get why it's frustrating. Um and I think it killed a lot of the early early momentum of the game. Uh and then obviously very early in the second period we were down two nothing and we just couldn't really seem to get together enough. Um, it feels a lot like what I've been talking about with the past couple of games, where guys don't know who they're playing with, and that's having some chemistry issues. Um, I think it got a little bit better last game. Uh, obviously, getting Cam Atkinson back really helped. Uh, that line, uh, I thought, was really good. The... the um, the cam Atkinson line. And then we swapped um, Devon Shaw out for Kevin Stenland, who I actually really liked. I thought the fourth line had a really strong game. Uh, But that's the problem, isn't it? Like, If your fourth line is your best line, then I feel like you need to do something about that. Um, And the other thing that I wanted to talk about is that just that too many men penalty was so dumb. Like I've I've have followed the Blue Jackets since 2014. Like I've seen a lot of dumb things. That was even for them that was stupid. Um, especially you're allowed an extra guy anyway. I don't know how you accidentally send seven guys on the ice. Um, and I think that's the most frustrating thing about this is. The, again, we're not playing badly, but it's little mistakes that are costing us. It's one turnover, ends up in the back of the net, and suddenly, you know, we're down 3-1. Um, it's line inconsistencies. It's, you know, making a pass to a guy that's not there. It's taking a 2 minute men penalty with a minute left in the game when you've got the goalie pulled, and suddenly, instead of a 6-on-5, it becomes a 5-on-4 in the other direction. It's you know it's a lot of it's a lot of little things um and like as a person watching i'm frustrated i can imagine playing is also incredibly frustrating um i can imagine torts took the paint off the walls in the locker room afterwards uh and i don't blame him i'm gonna talk about game five uh in a little bit but i want to talk a little bit about how the jackets have looked so far um and I don't know that we win this series, uh, which seems like you know a really you know Captain Obvious Captain Obvious thing to say. We're down three one. Um, at no point in this series really have we looked like the better team. Even you know game two, I don't think you know we won, but it was very much Jonas Corposalo. and then um, a couple of again just lucky moments, lucky momentum changes. Um, And I think the problem is this team is just not good enough. They've been good, but at a certain point, you can't discount the kind of skill that Tampa Bay has. Um, I think we got in their heads last year um, and we we, uh, messed them up. They started to play our game. Uh, But in this series, you know, I think we've started to play their game a little bit and we can't we can't keep up with them. Um and that's that's gonna be the difference maker, I think. Uh and I wonder how much of that is just like simple fatigue. Um we we'll were the only team to play five games in the qualifying round, I believe. And then game one was, you know, three weeks long. Um and I think that is that is an issue um that you don't really have an answer for, you know, like at a certain point you've got nothing left to give. And I think that might be that might be the breaking point. Um it's not that we don't want it enough. Uh, I think we just we physically can't give any more, especially when you look at, you know, Jonas Corposalo, who has played a truly stupid amount of hockey in the past two weeks. When you look at Seth Jones, when you look at Zach Kwansky Um, You know, it's at a certain point, we just, we can't do it anymore. And I think, I think we win game five, um, which I'll talk about again in a little bit, but I think we lose this series in six games. Um, So coming up next, we're going to look ahead to game five, uh, the second game five of the postseason for the Jackets, uh, the second time they face elimination. Uh, But first, uh, let me tell you about rockauto.com. Uh, with the ever-increasing number of makes and models of cars, it is basically impossible to go to your average storefront and get the exact part that you need. Uh, you have to endure pointless and sometimes intimidating questioning from someone. You have to wait for them to find the part, order the part, uh, you have to wait for the part to arrive, you have to go pick it up before you know you can go on and fix your car. Um, instead, just go on your phone or computer and head straight to rockauto.com. Rockauto.com is a family business, they've been doing this online for 20 years, and they have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even things like new carpets. If you can imagine it on or in your car, rockauto.com probably stocks it. And best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low no matter if you're a professional looking to stock up your own garage or a DIYer just looking to fix your car so go on over to rockauto.com right now and see all of the parts that are available for your car or truck make sure that you're right locked on in the how did you hear about us box so they know that we sent you amazing selection reliably low prices all the parts your car will ever need rockauto.com uh, remember, you can find Locked on Blue Jackets on Twitter at L O underscore Blue Jackets. You can find me on Twitter at J The Goalie, all one word. And you can find this podcast wherever you get your podcasts every weekday morning. So, we have game five tomorrow. Uh, it's in like 22 hours at the, the time of recording this. Um, so far in this postseason, the Jackets, I think, have responded well to pressure and have bounced back well from losses. They got shut out in game two versus. The Leafs, but they came back and came back. They came back in the next game to come back from a three nothing deficit to win four three in overtime. They lost a three nothing lead, four three in overtime with like four minutes left in the game uh, for game four, and then they came back in game five with another shutout. Um, they came back after a uh, five overtime loss to win the next game 3-1 i would not be surprised if tomorrow the blue jackets come out and just put everything they have into game five um and i think the problem with that is that yeah okay we'll win it but i worry that what they will do is they will put everything into game five and then be like oh well now we have to play game 6 and if they win game 6 then they have to play a game 7 less than 24 hours later and i think sometimes teams make it to the next round and they're just too beat up to go any further um which is fine i think that was what happened last year with boston i think we not that we were beat up but i think we put everything into beating tampa and then didn't think about the next round and then Obviously Boston came in and just dismantled us. Uh we managed to get two wins out of that series, but then we lost three straight. You know, we just we just couldn't do it, and I suspect that's what's gonna happen here. Um however, to win game five, we need to do a few things. Uh we need to take less penalties. Uh I'm looking directly at Pierre Luc Dubois when I say that. Like I know that he doesn't kill penalties, but if he could stop trying to murder the other team i would like that very much um i thought that hit was again i don't think it was like a malicious dangerous hit but i think it was stupid um and it could very easily have gone a lot worse than it did Um i didn't love felino's hit on sergachev that didn't get called for a penalty i don't think um our penalty kill is good but that does not mean that we can get away with taking. Um, taking stupid penalties. And, you know, if we're going to keep doing that, eventually the, the dam is going to break. Uh, we've proven that apparently we can only have one good power player game, so uh, we need to really focus on even strength and we need to focus on line consistency for even strength, which is something else that you can't do if you keep taking penalties like that. Um, in terms of line consistency, um I really liked the fourth line. I've talked about that a little bit already. Uh, I would keep the fourth line together. Um, the third line, the w- w- which was um, Jenna, Foligno, and Gus Nyquist, was not great. Um, I liked having uh, Riley Nash on the wing. Um, I thought that was better because it gives us an extra face-off option. Um, the thing is, like, it's just like little little tweaks uh mostly keep things the same the defense i have no problems with the defense um i personally am sad that we haven't seen more of marcus nudavara um because i think he plays really well with ryan murray um but i have no issues with what dean kukan is doing uh my friend calls him store brand Wierensky, um which is very funny. Um, I like that a lot and I can kind of see it. He has that similar kind of playing style. I think the more he gets into the game, the more he plays, the better he's going to be. Um, the Forward lines, again, just mostly mostly keep them the same. Um, I really liked uh, Texier, Dubois, Atkinson. I think that's a really strong line. Uh, Bjorkstrand and Liam Foodie, I thought, are doing well together. If we can get them, like, a reliable center then you know i think that could be that could be a really fun line um we need to keep scoring goals like i've been banging on and on about depth scoring for you know like three episodes now and that's great but also we need we start needing um the stars to turn up you know we, would, we i would like a goal from Zach I would like some more offense from Seth Jones. Um, Oliver Bjorkstrand continues uh, scoring at a rate of about one goal a game in this series, even if that one was disallowed. Um, Dubois scored last night. You know, I've, I'm happy with his kind of offensive output. Um, again, I would like to see Jenner or Felino or Nyquist get a goal, um, but someone needs to score these goals because for whatever reason, Vasilevsky is just giving us fits and we cannot score on him. Um, So, you know, it's, it's, it's that time again. It is, it is do or die. It is go big or go home. Uh, And I think tomorrow the Blue Jackets go big, but I think on Friday we go home, Uh, which sucks but I'm extremely proud of how they've played in this postseason. season. Um, they've showed a lot of resilience, I think, uh, and I'm excited to see next year. Um, so coming up next, uh, we're gonna talk about how close the Jackets are to being a legitimate contender. Um, I'm gonna talk a little bit about some of the free agent signings that I would like to see, maybe some moves that I don't want to see, but I think will happen in terms of uh, maybe trades or not resigning people, um, and so all that fun stuff. Uh, on Thursday, we are going to be doing our weekly locked-on CBJ mailbag. So if you have questions for that about this series or you know anything in general um send them to locked on at gmail.com or you can tweet them directly at me at jay the goalie or you can tweet at the podcast at lo underscore Bluejackets and i will add the questions to my pile of questions to be answered okay so we've got to talk about what comes next season um what this off season kind of has in store for the blue jackets um which feels a little bit like tempting fate um i have done this once before um a few seasons ago we were about to be uh, eliminated from the playoffs we were down two nothing against the flyers in the third period i think i turned it off because it was 2 30 in the morning and then i had a lot of feelings about the end of the season Um, and then my friend texted me back and was like you're an idiot check the game and they won 3-2 in overtime so you know therefore putting off their playoff elimination by like one or two games Um, and so you know I feel like if I go all out now in terms of oh we should get this player we should trade this guy Um, this is what's going to happen then they will come back and win the series and then I will have to eat my words which you know I will not be mad about per se but Man, it would be nice if I could use my psychic powers for good sometimes. Um so the biggest <laughs> the biggest thing on the on um my mind right now is I would like a scoring winger to play with Pierre Luc Dubois. Um and, you know, the big the big free agent signing this off season is going to be Taylor Hall. Um and I have been making jokes about this basically all season. Uh, I assumed that he would stay in New Jersey and sign a big deal there. And then he have have uh, not a great season by Taylor Hall standards. Went to Arizona, didn't do a ton there. And they're about to be, you know, unceremoniously knocked out of the playoffs by um, the Avalanche, which, you know, is not too embarrassing, I don't think, considering the Avalanche is everything. Um but I would love Taylor Hall on my team. Um I don't know that Tortorella would love a Taylor Hall kind of player, but I think, you know, uh Taylor Hall and Pierre-Luc Dubois and Cam Atkinson on a line could be mucho fun. Um and it frees up the younger guys like Texier and Bjorkstrand to play on the second line get slightly more sheltered minutes um because they're not going to be going against the top guys every night like they have been so far um do i think we get Taylor hall i don't know um i think potentially yes but we also have to look at how much money is he going to ask for which i don't think he's going to get as much as he wants due to a bunch of different reasons he had a fairly bad season um Every day the Coyotes lose, he loses money. The global pandemic is a huge thing. Obviously, you know, we're talking about potentially a flat cap and an internal cap. I think the Penguins' internal cap is going to be like 70 million next season, which is just bonkers for a team that good. Um, So I think if we want to keep Seth Jones and Wierenski and Cam Atkinson, And then we have to pay Pierre Luc Dubois. We have to pay Josh Anderson, who again I think gets probably a bridge deal because he had a really good season last season, and then this season he was bad and also injured. So I think he probably gets you know a two-year or a one or a two-year kind of like show me contract, which you know I'm fine with. Uh, But I think he gets paid like the big bucks if he if he does that in two years. So I don't know that Taylor Hall could necessarily fit into the cap space of this team, but I would really like it. Yama Akalainen, if you're listening, I've been really good this year and I would like an expensive free agent, please. Um something else we need is a second line center, frankly. Or we need an offensive second line center. Um I think Jenner is a perfectly serviceable checking center. Um I don't know what's going on with Wenberg. He was supposed to be our on 1C, and then he just kind of fell off a cliff. Um, I think injuries have had something to do with that, but I don't see him in like the long-term Jackets future. Um, I suspect he might get exposed in the Seattle draft. I don't think he goes to Seattle. Um, I think we lose Ryan Murray to Seattle, which is not what I want to happen, but we have to lose someone, uh, and so I think it's going to be him. Um, but I don't think Alexander Wenberg is as irreplaceable as we thought he was a couple of seasons ago. Um, and if we trade him and, you know, a prospect or a pick for a slightly younger, cheaper, more offensively-minded centre, um, I think that would that might be worth worth doing. Um, I think... I don't know that we keep Corpus Harlow and Elvis by the end of next offseason so by the 2021 offseason i think one of them goes i think one of them signs a big contract here and the other one goes to sign a big contract somewhere else we can't keep both of them as much as i would like to and i have a horrible feeling that the one we keep is going to be called Posalo and i will have to watch elvis Muslikins play on a different team and cry inside and also outside um Someone on my Twitter was talking about potentially packaging um, a goalie and maybe our first-round pick to move up in the draft this off-season. Uh, if we can get into the top ten and maybe draft, you know, a decent center, um, I would hate it, but I would understand it. Um, my mostly jokey like list of things I would like right now is that I would like Stroman to bring cat from uh, Chicago. Because they are both a scoring winger and an offensive centre. Um, and I would like them on my team. Especially De um, I think he if we can't get Taylor Hall, I think if you put De Brinkert on uh, Dubois' left side, put Cam on his right side and just watch them go, I think that would be just incredible amounts of fun. Again, not going to happen, but a guy can dream. Okay uh and i think that's all we have time for today okay tomorrow we're gonna do things a little bit differently um we are going to take a page from locks kings and we are going to have a look around the playoffs at the ex blue jackets that are still there look at how they're doing uh and maybe you know talk a little bit about whether they would have been as successful on our team um so i think that'll be fun um again mentioning locked on kings after you have listened to this i mentioned it yesterday but i really do recommend going to listen to um friday's episode of locked on kings where sarah avampardo talks about the bailey situation um i think it's a really good uh like explanation of what's going on and also you know she doesn't pull any punches in terms of what the kings need to do to make that situation better um and you know it's just it's a really good like 20, 25 minutes of of podcasting. So when you're done here, go listen to that and I will see you tomorrow.